Today's episode, A World of Possibility. Man is two. He is holy, but he is also a scumbag. He is a sentimentalist, but he is also a murderer. He is one, but he is also many. Perhaps he is not just two. He is more than two, perhaps thirty or so. The great tragedy of life is that we only have one, one life to be this or that. But within us, we hold many selves, all of whom want to live equally. If only we could subdivide, like an amoeba, and have one half go into work while the other half wanders the streets writing poetry on park benches, oneself to absentmindedly play with a letter opener during an endless PowerPoint presentation, while another self dances on the windowsill, oneself that nods politely to a stranger's story on the bus about the best chicken sandwich he's ever eaten, while another self kisses the bus driver on the lips. We are walking, talking pinatas plump with unnursed desires, and every desire is an unborn self. Pardon my saying so, but this is a kind of personal weight that you cannot rid yourself of in a gymnasium with the rigorous passing of a medicine ball. And so we read books and go to movies and live vicariously through the people on the screen who shine 20 feet tall in the darkness. It's why we dream at night. In dreams we are basketball stars with the power of flight. In dreams the soul paints impossible pictures of endless possible worlds. The idea of reincarnation is reassuring, this idea of unending potential selves launching into perpetuity. But while we live this life, we are doomed to forever be one lonely self. When we were children, we knew that there were many people who lived inside us. We donned masks and put on strange clothing. We allowed these other selves to speak through us in high-pitched voices. Everything around us was more than what it seemed. The hole in the laundry room wall was a portal to a dimension full of Keebler elves, and the red Smarties were pills that cured bullying. The family cat wasn't merely a cat. We dressed it up in bonnets to bring out its inner milkmaid, and we ourselves were the seeds that would one day sprout into large, multi-petaled things. As adults, we imagine what we could have been, what we might have been. If only we'd been loved a little more, breastfed a little longer. There is in each of us a feeling of untapped, hidden possibility. Potential selves that, given the chance, could have loved more boldly, spoken the truth more plainly, and perhaps even chewed less loudly. We hunger for new forces to enter our lives to take hold of our hands and stop us dead in our tracks with words that recognize and explain not only who we could have been, but who we still can be. As though all of our possible worlds were as plainly obvious and present as the voice on the other end of a telephone line. Hello. 
Hey, Cassandra. Hi. Hi, it's Jonathan Goldstein. Hi, Jonathan. Could, could you explain exactly what it is that you do? Well, I do psychic work. I'm mm -hmm. a psychic person, come from a psychic background. I've been interested in psychology and philosophy, but I've been particularly interested in numerology. Uh -huh. And I use that as well as tarot cards as a sort of a jumping off point in the readings that I do for people. And, and have you ever done this kind of thing over the telephone? I do it over the phone all the time. About half my practice is over the phone. Oh. I have clients all over the world. Do, do you find it more difficult to, to do these readings over the telephone than in person? No, actually, it's easier. Why is that? I think it's because there are fewer distractions. Hmm. When you're working with someone over the phone, mm -hmm. you know, there's no, they're not wearing perfume. They would not be dressed a certain way. Can, can, can you give an example of that? Well, I could give one example, and that was that I was reading for a man who seemed very ordinary, was wearing a business suit. And um, I, I realized that this, there was something very unusual about this man. And so I, took, so I took a plunge and said, do you practice Satanism? And he very calmly said yes. Now, what, that, that isn't, that isn't uh, such a typical question that you ask somebody. Did he have some kind of like satanic goatee or something? No, no, no. As, as I said, he was a very ordinary looking man. I just take the impression that hits my consciousness. Do you ever have people who seek you out to, to sort of imagine how their lives could have been different? Like, you know, they, they, they might be working as a cashier, but they wanted to know if the cards um, hold this, this, the other possibilities, you know, some unlived life. Well, there was a woman who came to me recently who had an amazingly strong life path uh, with lots of 22 in it. What, what does that mean? 22 is a master number in numerology. And most people who have 22 in their charts, whether it's the birthday itself or whether it's the total of the month, day, and year, add it together. Uh, when people have 22, their potential to be a great builder is very much in play. So anyway, there was a woman who came and she had a tremendous amount of capability in her chart. And when we actually talked about it, there was a point in her life where she actually thought about studying architecture. But she had taken that energy to build her family hmm. and to be a support for a rather difficult husband hmm. and um, quite a large group of children. So as a result of that, her life was rather unsatisfactory. And I, I feel that often people don't fulfill their potential at all. And, and do, you, I mean, do, you, do you find that sad? Very, yes. Of course. So it's sort of like sometimes a reading could be sort of like a, a kind of what could have been scenario. Yes. Well, on, on that note, do you, do, you, do you want to take a crack at, um, at, at giving me a reading? Yes. Well, what, what, what do you need? Month, day, and year. Of my birth? Yes. 
Um, it's uh, August 22nd. So you'll notice that you have a 22. Yeah, I know. I, I, I was thinking of that. Is that, is that, just, is that a coincidence? Uh, it's probably a synchronicity. You don't believe in coincidences? I do. Well, I prefer to call it a synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's an interesting synchronicity. You didn't know my birthday. No, I yeah. didn't know your birthday. Yeah. But, you know, everything is vibration in the world, and I think that's where lots of information comes from. So I'm just looking at your chart now, and one of the things that I would say is that you have quite a potential for building in your life. Like perhaps I should have been maybe more literally a, a someone who actually builds, you know, literally with his hands. Like, did no, I miss I my calling? No, I don't think you missed your calling. But I Because I'm not very good with my hands. No, no, I'm not talking about that. But are you good at design? Um, designing... Anything. I'm not a very handy man. But, you know, don't take building in the literal sense. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm like, I've been thinking about building shelves. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I've been putting off building these shelves for quite a while. Mm-hmm. sure what to ask like could I ask you what my future holds are you asking a particular question about your future there are some things that I can tell you and one is that there is an aspect of your life that is quite interesting and that is that women are quite difficult for you mm -hmm. and you will be trying to find a solution to that, or you will be trying to find answers to that question. Just a minute now. There's also something else in your future that talks about you're becoming more interested in spiritual topics. Now, I don't know exactly what that means in, in your life, but it is as if you will find yourself reading in areas that you have not really had a great interest in before. There's also quite a lot of energy around your traveling to Europe. Mm -hmm. So, Jonathan, um, did what I said resonate for you? Um, yeah. I mean, I, th I think I think something. Sure. Do, 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 pe do people ever ask you questions like where it really requires you to sort of speculate um, about what could have been, like? You know, like, could you even respond to a question like, were I to ask you, would I have made a better woman than a man? Would I have been happier that way? You know? Well, as a matter of fact, I was reading for a person one time, mm -hmm. uh, a man who was dressed as, you know, someone who was doing rough work mm -hmm. of some sort. And he was quite muscular and quite attractive. Mm -hmm. So I did the whole reading and I had this tortured feeling that I was missing something or that I wasn't saying something that I should be saying. And just as he got up to leave, I put out my hand and I said, you can get really upset with me if you want to, but are you thinking of becoming a woman? And he sat back down again and said, I thought you had totally missed it. Mm -hmm. But it was there. Mm -hmm. And no, you wouldn't make a good woman, Jonathan. You don't think so? I don't think it would suit you, no. No, not in any way. 
Well, I mean, we all have masculine and feminine in our nature. Mm -hmm. But I would say looking at your chart, I don't think it would make you very happy. But I hope that what I do when people come to see me mm -hmm. is open up the possibilities of what they can still do. I mean, I, yeah. I believe in reincarnation, mm -hmm. unashamedly. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that every, every moment that we're on the planet is valuable. Do you ever get, I mean, do you, like, do you think I was reincarnated? I think that you were a Buddhist monk who sat in a cave for a long time and had taken a, a vow of silence. And that's why you love to talk in this life. Do you really think that? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Listen, I'm very good. Great. Listen, uh, now's in the best time, actually. Are you having a busy day? I, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little crazy. Excuse me, I just want to ask you something. Like, you know, it's funny. I just found my, uh, well, our, our high school yearbook. Oh yeah. 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 Looking for the yearbook, and I don't know. The sun's kind of coming in. I made myself a nice flavored coffee. Amandine, it's nice, you know. Yeah. You think the six-year-old Howard would be sitting here drinking flavored coffee? You know. That is pretty adult. Yeah. Like 20 years later, and yeah, yeah. I'm divorced. Yeah. These are the times to remember. I'm, I'm a man now. Yeah, divorce can make a man a man, I suppose. It kind of makes me the man I am today, and that's a, a divorcee. Yeah, so can I, do you think I can get back to you and like... Yeah, well, I, I won't keep you long. I was going to say, I, you know, like I was kind of flipping through, like looking at all the different people, you know, all the, you know, favorite quotes and, you know, and like nicknames and stuff. Obviously, obviously you're in here too, you know? Yeah. You kind of had that like half, kind of peach fuzzy mustache happening, and uh, yeah, those are mustachioed years. Johnny Goldstein, you're boiled in your work. Come with me for a moment, one moment, and let's look at the yearbook together. All right, hang on. Okay, I'm not going to get anything done. Yeah, all right. Who's Ronnie Corbett? Favorite expression: Let's party. <laughs> I should have wish I would have known him. Those are good times. Eric Leinheim, the Heimer. Hey, Stephen Cogan. Remember Stephen Cogan? Um. Stephen Cogan. Stephen Cogan. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. First person ever made carrot cake for me. That's something that you don't forget. Yeah, with butter frosting. Remember, he used to. He was a great genius programmer. Remember, there's the Let's Say game. Remember Let's Say? The Let's. Remember Let's Say. Do I remember? Uh, let's, let's say. say let's, let's say. say. Oh man. I, I think I do remember. Let's say. Yeah, we once had a, a full all-out 16-hour let's say session. 16 hours. Come on, let's, let's do a couple of rounds. Of let's say. Just a little let's say. Oh, Howard, I I I don't think I really oh, remember. Much longer, just to sharpen the wit, you know. Uh, all right, but just just a little bit, Howard. Um, yeah. Okay. I, how do we start? 
Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the let's sayer, all right? You're going to be the let's sayer. To get us started. Okay. okay. I bet you're going to be inspired, or you're going to want to be the let's sayer. Let's say I'm the let's sayer. Let's say that you were able to make the entire world a better place. Peace would reign, and there would be harmony throughout the world. But in doing so, you would damn the world to eternal darkness. Let's say, what would you do? Okay, then I guess I wouldn't do it. Would you mean like dark, like physical darkness? Yeah, there'd be no sun. Oh, um, okay, then I guess maybe I would do it. Okay, but let's say mm. that in this world of eternal darkness, yeah. that people were moving the piano, but because they really couldn't see well, because it was so dark, um, they accidentally let a grand piano fall out from a 16-story window right onto your head. What would you do? Let's say that happened. Okay, well, I guess then I would die. Okay, but let's say that you weren't dead, mm. but and the piano's on you, but every breath you took, every iota of, of strength that you tried to summon would just cause a hundred times more pain, as if a hundred million shards of glass were being thrown to your eyeballs. What would you do then? Let's say that would happen. Well, Okay, Howard, then I guess, I mean, I, I would just lay perfectly still. But let's say that just in lying perfectly still, if you just resign yourself to let it have, that alone would cause you ten times more pain. Well, uh, then then I guess I would just start screaming and yelling. But let's say every time you start screaming and yelling... Okay, H Howard, how, how did you keep this going for, like, hours? I mean, this is completely absurd. It's just like an intellectual exercise. It's, it, but it's not, it, it's, it's, there's nothing to say. I mean, you know, it's just, you're, you, I'm lying on the ground, you're torturing me, hypothetically. Oh, in, in your imagination. That's all choices. we're doing. Only there, there's no choice. choice. All right, fine. Let, let me put it to you, okay? I'll be the let's sayer. Okay? okay. All right? Let me put it to you. Okay, you're, 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 you're I mean, it's ridiculous. You're crossing a street, right? Mm -hmm. And a truck carrying dynamite smashes into you. Mm -hmm. All right? You don't die, but you're just lying on the ground uh, in excruciating agony, mm -hmm. bleeding from head to toe. What would you do? See, there's, not, there's nothing to do. Let me just ask a question. Um... Is it an overcast day? Are there clouds in the sky? What well, I don't. What, what what difference does that make? It it factors into it. Okay, fine. No, it's a bright, sunshiny day. Okay, so therefore I can get energy from Ra. You're talking about Ra, the Egyptian sun god. Yeah. Okay. I would probably focus on a sun ray, one specific particle of light, and use that to enhance my trance, to kind of make the, to amplify my meditative state. Okay, Howard, I don't think you're going to be in a meditative state. Do, do you realize how how insane that sounds? When you've attained a certain level of understanding... I don't think you've attained that level. I would beg to differ. I have years of meditation under my belt. I have gung fu training. Excuse me, what did you just say? Gung fu. Kung fu. In the western tongue. If one can foresee oneself under a dynamite truck with brains spilling onto the ground, one must be able to focus on the possibility and the inner potential to be able to withstand such pain. I mean, like, empirically speaking, it, it doesn't make any sense. But in the world of, let's say, universe, these are things that need to be considered. No, that's ridiculous. There's nothing to consider, Howard. I mean, if, yeah, but, there's, there's, no, oh, there's no... Oh, John, I, I, I gotta go. My, I, I see the Chinese food guy coming. I just ordered some Chinese food. Well, wait, let's just finish this, okay? Well, wait, you, now, hang, hang on. So yeah, you, you, I see him coming. I, I ordered some Jogun guy at home, Sugak, and I gotta go get it now, it's going to get cold, and it gets all, gets all steamed in the container. Let's just say you eat your Chinese food cold, okay? How about that, all right? Okay, yeah, that's funny. Oh, coming. I'll see you later. Okay. Uh, uh,
Yes. If you could have anything for a pet, what would it be? A cat. A cat. What kind of cat? A domestic short hair. How dull. You could have like anything. Anything. You could have like a dinosaur. And it'd be trained. I'd like a saber-toothed tiger then. I'd like a gorilla, that'd be cool. I'd ride it to school. If you were trapped on a desert island and you could only have one restaurant, what would it be? I don't know. Would you rather eat a bowl of worms or swim in lard? <laughs> what kind of lard? <laughs> lard is lard. What difference does it make? Are the worms cooked? Yeah. Sauteed with like onions and garlic and stuff. Do I mix them with spaghetti so I can't tell which ones are worms? No. Worms. Well. Rare. Well. I probably eat the worms. Ew. <laughs> Would you rather eat a lot of candy? But get really sick, or eat no candy and be fine. What kind of candy? Is it chocolate? It's like candy, like whatever kind of candy you like, so it's good candy. Candy like jawbreakers and like that sugar stuff? Shut up, Matt. Just answer the question. Probably be fine and eat no candy. What's wrong with you? Let's say you woke up one morning and decided that you weren't going to go to work. And let's say that instead of going to work, you decided to go out for a large, leisurely breakfast. Spread out in the booth, several newspapers to read, comics to linger over with all the time in the world, eggs, bacon, pancakes, sausage, and strong coffee. The works. This despite your concern for the cholesterol. But let's just say. And let's say you had a booth by the window. And let's say that the day was overcast, but there was still some sun, enough sun to make the day feel young and ripe. And let's say you finished eating and left the restaurant feeling light and easy. And you decided to just kick around, just the way kids in the movies do. Kids who walk along the train tracks with walking sticks and no appointments to keep. The world filled with an undefinable feeling of anything can happen. What would you do then? Let's say. Let's just say.
On Wiretap Today, you heard Howard Chakowitz, Matthew and Cameron Gilbert, and psychic Cassandra McLean, who can be reached at CassandraMcLean at Shaw.ca. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren. Production help from Mira Birdwintonic.